Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 74, Lessons from a Writer. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Two quick announcements. Come find me on Snapchat. My username is T Retcher, and it's T-R-E-C-H-E-R. Thank you guys so much for those of you that have connected with me through it. It's been really cool and fun to hear about how the show is impacting your life, and Snapchat is a great way to do that. Number two, the Positivity Effect store is launching on May 1st, and I'm super excited about it. There's going to be some awesome stuff on there to keep you guys feeling positive and uplifted, and it's also a great way to support the show. So today we have on Margaret Brown, and she's the founder and publisher of Shelf Media, which publishes three digital-only magazines and hosts the Shelf Media podcast. Margaret is a reader, she's a writer, and she's here to share her story of how and why it was such an important part of her life early on. And she gives some really powerful tips about how we too can get back in touch with reading or get back in touch with writing. Or maybe you were thinking about being a writer and and you didn't even know where to start. Margaret shares some really simple, powerful tips on how you too can be doing that. And something also I want to share is she talks about the power and simplicity of short story collections. And if you want, if you're interested in how you could, to, if you could find some good short stories, Margaret said that she would give some recommendations. All you have to do is email her at margaret at shelfmedia.com. So I am super excited to bring her to the show today, and we're going to be talking more about one of the digital magazines tomorrow. So help me welcome her now to The Positivity Effect. Hey, what's up, Margaret? Welcome to The Positivity Effect. Hey, Dr. Tom. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Likewise. And it's really, it's been really cool for me to see what you've been doing in the podcast community and just how you're really helping us all get the word out there and helping shows get the word out there and how you're really making a new connection uh, in, in the digital space. So I want to talk a little bit about you though first before we get into that, because writing is something that's so important to you. Yes. Was was writing something that was was uh, did you feel that it was a gift for you or was it something that you had to really, really work hard at to get started at? Um, kind of both. Um, I had been a big reader as a child and I always loved magazines from the time I could read. I subscribed to magazines and read every magazine that my parents had in the house. And I was really fortunate to kind of fall into a publishing magazine publishing job um, in my early 20s. And as soon as I, I actually started as a secretary at a publishing company, but then quickly became a copy editor and then a managing editor and uh, really was schooled in the fundamentals of magazine creation, copy editing, writing, um, production. And so I, I was really fortunate to be at a company where I could get a lot of experience at a young age and then took that with me throughout my career. And after 
25 years as a magazine editor, I, uh, in 2010, I left uh, my job to form Shelf Media. And our first magazine, it was Shelf Unbound, which is an indie book review magazine. And with that one, we curate the best of small press and self-published books. And it's so we do interviews with authors and we do some reviews and excerpts and stuff like that. But being in that space of indie publishing has really been amazing because the I've been reading the best literature um, that I've ever read uh, from today's uh, contemporary uh, writers. And um, it's being able to read their works and engage with them has just been a joy. And it's also been meaningful to be able to support and be a part of the self-publishing revolution. Uh, We have an annual uh, best indie book uh, competition and we get about a thousand entries and it's just amazing to see what people are doing and with the winner and finalist uh, to see, you know, to really sort of discover some talent that otherwise wouldn't have a spotlight shown on it. Uh, it's very, very gratifying. That's great to hear too, just how your journey has always come back to that same point. You have a very, you're focused, you really are very focused and it's it's always been about the reading, it's been about the writing, it's been about the written word. So, Margaret, so reading, when, when you think of reading, what, what does that mean to you? And, and why was it so important to you at such a young age? Well, I've always loved reading. My parents were readers, they made books available to us. And um, we, my brother and I both love to read. Um, I think it's important to be a reader, uh, to learn about other people's experiences and lives. I think the best way to become a good writer is to read everything you can get your hands on. Um, There are things about writing that can be taught, obviously, through school, but I think the very best thing you can do is read a lot. Find great authors and see what they're doing and kind of try and dissect how they're doing it or just absorb it without even trying. You're going to you're going to mm. learn a lot. Um, I think today, you know, people are reading differently. We're reading shorter things. We're reading in different mediums. And I think that's OK. I think as long as we're still um trying to enrich our lives, trying to learn about the world around us, trying to broaden our thinking and our experiences. Um, and um, I think that helps make us better makes, make us better people. I'm thrilled that my little four-year-old niece has just started reading. She's <laughs> loved books from the time she was, you know, a baby. Um, her brother likewise. And I'm really excited to uh, to see what kind of things she's interested in reading and uh, where that's going to take her. Yeah, and you, and it's people that tune into the show. We're all here, and we're thinking about ways that we can improve any aspect of our lives. We're all looking to be better people. We're looking to to get outside of ourself. You know, it's so easy to to look inwardly, and and when we do look inwardly, it's it's harder to to really pay attention to, you know, other people, but sometimes just to make that shift in your life, whether it's in your mindset or in your fitness or nutrition or how you can find more gratitude in life, sometimes it's just reading a book and and hearing 
you're taking a lifetime of somebody's experience and they're and they're putting it into a few hundred pages and i think sometimes we forget the 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 power of that of somebody who you know 50 years of of experience and then they pack it into 300 pages and you're able to learn that in a few hours right and one thing that uh i've found really interesting along those lines is that in our in in our october november issue every year of shelf unbound we do a um, the entire issue is books in translation. Only three percent of books published in the United States were, have originally been published in other languages, and so in this issue we spotlight books tr- translated from you know all kinds of languages, and um, those stories are really interesting to me because then you really get to see what people's lives are like all around the world. And I really think that if we were, if more people were reading those books and getting to know people from around the world as intimate, uh, pe- you know, intimately as people on the planet that are our neighbors, not our enemies, um, I think it, I think it could change the world. Um, and I, you know, I think reading has that power. That's interesting. So you're saying that the the more we connect with books that are written from around the world, the more the more we're able to culture ourselves with with knowledge from other countries we're able to make better decisions about how we socially impact the world i think so i absolutely do and i think sometimes sometimes through fiction um you really get to know a character a person what they wear what they eat what their relationships are like what their challenges are and you see that um in some ways, they're very different from your own, and in some ways, they're very much the same. Now, Margaret, with, with reading, with the the actual art of it, somebody that's listening feels that, hey, hey, Margaret, you know, I, I feel that I, I'm really able to absorb knowledge the best through audio, or I'm able to absorb it v- visually. I have a difficult time reading. You know, maybe they're an adult now and they're saying, I have a difficult time reading. Is is reading a learned skill? Is it something that they can feel okay with knowing that it's just the more that they do it, it'll get easier or? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it, really, I have friends that only listen to audiobooks and I, you know, are every bit as much a reader as anybody else. That's definitely a form of reading and some people's preferred method. One thing that I've really learned in doing Shelf Unbound and preparing for these author interviews that we do. Um, initially, I was somewhat intimidated because, you know, you're reading uh, literature and you start reading a book and, you know, maybe you kind of don't get it or you don't know where it's going or um, you feel a little bit uncertain about where you are, um, which I think is a common experience. Uh, but what I've learned is just, just, relax and go with it. You're going to figure it out. And you, and you don't have to understand all of it. Um, you, you, you know, so I've had writers say to me, I want to leave some question marks in my book. I want there to be places where the reader doesn't get it or doesn't know what's happening. And that's part of the experience. But I think just have confidence that, you know, what the, what the writer has done is created something and that's part of the equation and what you bring to it um, is the other part of the equation. And that makes each time a book is read a unique experience. Um, the other thing is, uh, I had a rule up until I was 40 that I had to finish every book I started. 
And while I think there's some merit to that particularly <laughs> oh, yeah. when, when you're when you're you know a begin you know when you're when you're trying to learn yourself and all of that. But after I turned forty, um, I, I gave up that rule because I decided I had read enough to know whether I you know once I got into a book I I, I had earned the right to decide that this book was not for me. Um, so I think if if you feel like you've read enough to get to that point. Uh, give yourself permission to uh, to not read something. There's plenty out there for you to read that you're going to like. An interesting perspective that I heard from somebody too is you look at your books like they're your friends. Mm-hmm. You're, you're able to take one, you pull one off the shelf, you sit down with it, you're sitting down with a friend, you're having a conversation with a friend and you don't have to, that conversation may continue, it can, continues on. So you put the book back on the shelf and just like you said, you don't have to, f- feel have that like and I think I think we all struggle from that it's like you feel like you have to finish that book and yeah. and then you forget the purpose of why you're even reading it are you just you know flying through those pages just to get to the end and do, did you even remember some of the real key nuggets that the author was trying to convey to you and I think it's easy to forget about that when we're trying to just have that end goal of, of finishing it yeah um and, 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 you know, it, it may not be the right time for you to read that book. It may be on your shelf and maybe the right time is a few years later. Um, the other thing I was just thinking uh, for people to kind of get into reading, because I know we're all really busy and, you know, a commitment to reading takes some time. Um, our issue that, our work, that I'm working on right now, which is going to come out in June, we're featuring short stories. And, you know, a short story collection, there's great, great short story collections, um, if anybody wants a recommendation, just email me, margaret at shelfmediagroup.com, and I'll send you a list. Um, but, you know, some of these stories are just two or three pages, and you can get really a full uh, full fiction experience in just a few pages. It has a lot of power and a lot of content. So, you know, if you're busy, uh, that might be a good way for you to kind of get your reading done um, and experience a lot without investing a lot of time. That's awesome. I think I'm, I'm definitely going to email you. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll get my list ready. Excellent. So, Margaret, just listening to you before give that 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 anecdote about reading about how if we just approach it with a relaxed mindset and not this this anxious mindset that you can have confidence that you're going to continue to get better as long as you're in a relaxed state. And as I listen to you, that's really coming through on your voice too. There's a lot of confidence behind your voice and if anybody goes online right now and they search they search out Margaret Brown and they see what you're doing and they, they look at the different things at Shelf Media Group and they see some of the reviews that people have about you, about how you're a hard worker, you know, amazing talent, extremely receptive, everything. It's just, there's re- it's all beautiful states, all really good things. And it contributes to your to the hard worker that you are. So is that part of that mindset of just anything you approach in life? about what even if whether it's a career goal whether it's sitting down and reading a book whether it's it's working through something in your family is it just about having that that relaxed state and knowing that you're not going to have all the answers at once and you're just going to continually work through them and and the doors will open as you put forth you know one step at a time well i i would like to say that i have always lived my life that way but you know it takes a lot of work to get to that state um i have done a lot of work uh, I, uh, to, I mean, I do work very hard. I love 
I love my my job. I love working on Shelf Unbound. I love working on Podster. I get to engage with interesting people such as yourself all day long and put out a product that I'm very proud of. Um, and so, you know, it, it generally does not feel like work to me. But That's in terms great. of feeling relaxed about it, um, you know, I had been a magazine editor my entire career working for other people, and I had never had my own business or even thought about it. And so I have, in the five, six years that we've uh, been doing shelf uh, media, you know, I've, I'm sure every small business owner can relate to the, it's really a roller coaster of kind of highs and lows, and you have to really work against self-doubt. Um, you know, you have a vision yes, yes. and you, you believe in that vision, but, you know, keeping that positive attitude and I'm a very positive person, but I really have struggled with kind of the roller coaster of feeling anxious or feeling confident. And, uh, it's taken, I mean, I've recently, last year I really worked on it hard because I was just at a point where I thought I can't. You know, if I'm going to keep doing this, I, I don't want to live my life in a state of, uh, oh, I'm anxious today and not anxious tomorrow. And so, um, you know, I just work to get my head in a better place. And so generally now I'm in a good place and, and I've tried to replace anxiety with excitement and confidence. Um, but, you know, that takes a lot of work um, on yourself. It takes It takes some experience, but it also takes a lot of work. But um, you know, I think every small business person faces that struggle. Um, and the people that, you know, you can see why so many small businesses fail because it's really, uh, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. You know, you've got your vision, you've got your experience and your work, but then you also have the whole infrastructure of your business. And, um, that's really a whole other job. And, um, I love it. I love entrepreneurship. I encourage people to pursue their passions and do it, but, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges that we all face. During those moments that of that those times when it felt like it was more of that roller coaster, when it was more of that uncertainty, when there was more of that doubt. What were some things, some practices that again they weren't overnight, but things that you would implement into your life to kind of help you start to get back and focus again because you have. That, that number one focus about how it's all around books and editing and writing. And, and that's, the, that's such a key part of the component of your vision is having that focus. Because when all those roads, those different angles come, you're able to kind of stay on the right road. But for you, is it, is it things like practice of, of gratitude? Is it mentorship, having the right mentor in your life? Was it practicing mindfulness or journaling? What were some things that you would do that would just kind of help you center yourself again? Yeah, um... I, I see a psychotherapist and we worked on that, which was helpful. And one of the things uh, that she had me work on that was, that was pretty helpful was to, um, to just look at reality. reality the, real, the reality was that we were doing fine. We were doing well. We were growing. And there was no reason to have anxiety. So that anxiety was just me feeling like a small being trying to do a big person's task. And so part of my work was realizing that I'm just big enough to do this and I'm not, you know, I'm not a small person. I'm an actual regular sized person capable <laughs> of this task. 
Um, I think a lot of people struggle with that. We see ourselves as small and then we have this big vision and there just seems to be a disconnect. Um, but we're not small. And, you know, you just have to kind of remind yourself. I also have a, um, I work with the, I initially met weekly with this small business coach that became one of my best friends. And now we basically just meet as friends. But um, she was really helpful in my whole business of um, really encouraging me to focus on becoming profitable. You know, I would go in initially and say, hey, I got an interview with the Pulitzer Prize winner. And she would say, well, you know, where's the money? <laughs> so, which is kind of deflating. But, you know, as a business, you have to focus on money. And so that, um, you know, that she kind of got me in the mindset of putting, you know, getting my priorities straight and getting my time allocated appropriately for how I spend my time. Um, you know, I also uh, talk to people. I talk to friends and um, and other small business people, you know, I think, and also listening to some podcasts about, pe- you know, entrepreneurs, you just see that. Uh, we all have these experiences. We all have these issues. And so it's just part, part of it. Um, and, um, you know, I also, uh, believe in God and I find comfort and encouragement in prayer. That's beautiful. And we're all, you know, we're all about lessons on this podcast, Margaret. If you were to go back to the point where you started and, Give yourself a little pep talk about what you know now. What would you tell yourself? I would tell myself that the fa- the fastest way to success is failure. And that you have to, you know, you might try 20 things and one of them works. And that's fine. That's that's how you get, that's how you move forward. You try 20 things, one works. You do that one thing more. And then you figure out how to do, you know, you try another 20 things. And so, you know, I think that to succeed, you have to be very comfortable with failure because if you're not failing, you're not growing or moving forward. Um, I I wish there was some other word for it than failure. I guess course correction would be maybe more appropriate. Um, But, um, but yeah, and I, I, I would tell myself, you know, go for it. You've got what it takes and just go for it. Margaret, thank you for that so much. Guys, we are at the end of today's episode, but Margaret is going to be joining us again graciously tomorrow, and I hope you guys tune in. Margaret, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you very much. And I also, uh, anybody who wants to contact me about anything, just shoot me an email, margaret at shelfmediagroup.com. Awesome. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired, and I hope that we start some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at PositivityEffect.com. Sign up for the newsletter, and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying The Positivity Effect, please tell someone about the show. Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of The Positivity Effect.